Hello, this is Alice Strange, and you are here at Magic in the Mind podcast, where spirituality and psychology intersect. Today, I am bringing you an overview of intrusive thoughts. What are they? What causes them? And how to best handle them? And this is something I had to go and do some real digging to find some actual reputable sources uh, that talked about this. But I did it because I never had any therapist or psychiatrist explain to me what intrusive thoughts are or how to make them stop. None. Not a single one. Um, And they have been distressing and still are distressing at times. And I'm sure there are so, so many of you out there who also need this question answered. So here we are. Let's, let's just get into it. So out of nowhere, a thought pops into your mind. It's strange, disturbing, or troubling, and you just can't shake it. It might be violent or sexual or a reoccurring fear that you have. Whatever the content, it's often unsettling and may bring feelings of worry or shame. And the more you try to push the thought from your mind, the more it persists. This is what we call an intrusive thought. And it's actually super common. Um, According to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, over 6 million Americans experience intrusive thoughts. Um, In 2014, multiple studies confirmed that about 94% of people have these kind of thoughts. My issue is that this is incredibly common. It's so common, but no one is talking about how to work through it. And I find that I find that very upsetting. Honestly, there's no free content on any of the main things that I've ever seen that discuss it. And just to kind of give you a couple more statistics, in 2019 and in 2020, 28.2% of people with mental illness could not receive the treatment they needed. 28.2%. And looking only at just the adults whose income um, was in the average or middle range for their area where they lived, just looking at that subsect of people, 42% could not afford necessary care. That's almost half of people in the literally like right in the middle. They're not poor. They're not rich. They're just living you know, just where they need to, 42% of them could not, they, they could not afford necessary care. I find that completely unacceptable. And if over 90% of people are having these problems, experiencing these things, and this huge percentage of people can't get the help that they need, first of all, it should be free. But like, also, I've never had a therapist been able to explain that to me. It just, it's something I had to figure out on my own for this episode. And so, you know, I think there's a quite a few things wrong with that all stacked on top of each other. And, you know, that's just my, my perspective here in America. I would love to hear how things work other places. I know um, if you're listening on Spotify, you can leave little responses to the episode 
below uh, the listing. And there's little ways you can interact. I'd love for you to shoot me a quick message or like even just email the podcast email, which will be in the description. We can have a talk about that. We can have a little exchange of information there. I'd love to see where other countries sit on this kind of issue. And that is totally off topic. Okay, going back to intrusive thoughts. At their core, intrusive thoughts are reoccurring and uncontrollable. They are not thoughts that you would usually think, and they're out of character for the person that you are. They're just, they're not, they don't fit with your character. They can take the form of thoughts, ideas, images, or impulses, and they're usually disturbing or upsetting in some way. Some things that can really trigger these thoughts to get worse are things like stress, um, unfortunately, and anxiety, also unfortunately. But in some cases, there are biological factors such as hormone levels shifting and like especially after um, a person gives birth, their hormones can, can shift and cause these kinds of, of intrusive thoughts. They are also very common in some mental disorders such as anxiety and depression, but especially in OCD and PTSD. But they do occur in people who have no mental health disorders. It is by far um, just so common to have these kind of intrusive thoughts. Okay, getting into the science of intrusive thoughts, all those psychology science nerds out there. This is your favorite part, I know. Um, so the prefrontal cortex, right? Um, sometimes called the master regulator because it controls lots of other brain regions. Um, one of them being the hippocampus, which controls our memories. And it's been known for a while that the prefrontal cortex has a big part to play in the suppression of memories. But with some more recent uh, research, we now know that what's going on in the hippocampus is just as important. So there's this neurotransmitter called GABA, just G-A-B-A, -A, all caps, and it allows messages to be transmitted between nerve cells. One nerve cell releasing GABA can also suppress other nerve cells from activating. So the concentration of GABA in the hippocampus can basically predict a person's ability to suppress a memory, even in healthy young adults. I don't understand all the science there. I'm putting it into the most simple terms I can. That's, that's basically what we've learned. So getting into a study specifically, I wish I had kept my source and would be able to link you this. I don't think I have it. Um, but there was a study done showing that in order to keep unwanted thoughts out of your mind, you actually do need GABA. So in the article I read about the study, they gave a metaphor. They said the prefrontal cortex is like the commander who sends the messages to the GABA cells within the hippocampus. The GABA are the foot soldiers that keep the memory at bay. If you don't have enough GABA foot soldiers, you won't be able to defeat the thought and keep it out of your head. So 
It's a lot going on just in the brain to keep something from even being thought of. In a large amount of disorders, including PTSD, anxiety, chronic depression, there is usually elevated activity in this part of the brain, which makes sense because these disorders include the inability to control thoughts such as worry or like rumination, those kind of things. So how not to handle intrusive thoughts. When someone experiences an intrusive thought, I can kind of vouch for this, their first reaction may be and probably will be something like trying to ignore or suppress that thought. And it is shown many, many times, time and time again, that pushing it away, ignoring it, suppressing it, that only makes it worse. Another common reaction to thoughts like this, um, such as intrusive thoughts, a reaction can be to try and do something to counteract that thought. For example, if you suddenly have an intrusive thought about germs and like being dirty, maybe maybe you you get in your head, you are dirty, your hands are just dirty, well, then you go and wash them. And, and then that makes the intrusive thought stop, right? But no, <laughs> unfortunately, this is putting a Band-Aid over a bullet wound. This is only helping temporarily and is not solving any underlying issues that may be going on causing these thoughts. There could be a mental health disorder that needs to be addressed. But even if there isn't, this type of coping where you kind of appease the thought, you do the opposite to make it, you know, not in your head anymore, uh, it only makes those thoughts stronger. It feeds them. It powers them. Sometimes the reason people try so hard to fix or ignore these thoughts is because of something called thought-action fusion. So thought-action fusion is when we believe having a thought about something uh, negative or shameful is just as bad as doing the thought, which sounds a little weird. It sounds a little like, oh, I would never... That's not, but I don't know. I think it's it's probably more common than people would admit to, actually, where you, know, you have that thought and you're like, oh my gosh, I just sat here and thought about this horrible situation that I would never want to happen. It popped into my head. I couldn't get it to go away. It, I'm, I must be a terrible person. No, <laughs> that's exactly what we're talking about here. The thought-action fusion. If you have a bad thought, even if you don't actually do it, you're still believing that it makes you bad or wrong or evil or lots of other things. Whatever it is, that's not true. It's just not. So moving into how to cope with intrusive thoughts, um, it's worth mentioning that intrusive thoughts can be a bit of a vicious cycle. You have the thought. It makes you anxious. You try to suppress it. This leads to you focusing more on the thought, which makes you more anxious and making you more susceptible to having the thought again. Do you see the pattern? Do you see the cycle? It's right there. It just goes and goes and goes and goes. Fighting the thoughts will inevitably make avoiding them harder in the end. The best thing you can do is learn to live with them. 
unfortunately. Will that sink in for a minute? Uh, hurt me when I read that one, actually. Um, now, well, that doesn't mean you're doomed to have the worst intrusive thoughts of your life forever. That's not it at all. And we'll get into that. Um, but first, I want to talk about the three-step process um, of how to deal with when these thoughts pop up, a, an action you can take in the moment. Um, so three steps. First, number one, identify the thought as an intrusive thought. And in your head, very calmly and deliberately talking to yourself um, in your head or out loud. I tend to do the out loud version, but I also know that most people find that weird. So tell yourself it's just an intrusive thought. It's not how you really think or feel. It's not what you believe and it's not what you actually want to do. It's just an intrusive thought. That's step number one. Step number two is to sit with it. Don't push it away. Don't let the anxiety take over. Just let the thought come up and then let go of it. And yeah, this can be really uncomfortable depending on the content of the thought. But, you know, it doesn't hurt to think about these things. You're not hurting anybody. You're not doing anything wrong by thinking these things. So sitting with that thought and letting it into your head, identifying it as a thought that is not something that is a part of your values or who you are. There's no identity wrapped up in this thought. Just sitting with it. It's uncomfortable for sure, but just, just repeat to yourself. Keep repeating to yourself. It's not a part of you. It's just a random thought. And when you do that, you take its power away. You can also talk to the thought directly in your head um, rather than yourself, your inner self when you're talking about this. Sometimes people like to address the thought and say, no, F off, thought, fuck you. I don't want you around. Um, sure, that can be helpful for some people. Step three, don't judge yourself. Remember that this thought does not say anything about your character and that this is an incredibly common thing for people to go through. More people in the world, the vast majority of people in the world do have intrusive thoughts. It happens to everyone. Everybody just has their own special flavor. Um, so don't judge yourself. Don't let those, those critical thoughts creep in saying, oh my gosh, this, this thing came into your brain and you didn't get rid of it and, and you just let it be there and you, you couldn't control it. You're a terrible person. Look how terrible that thought was. Wow, what a shitbag. No, you're not a shitbag. None of that is true. Don't let your brain do the thing. Don't let your brain do that thing. That is, but no. Step number three is don't judge yourself. So do step number three. Don't judge yourself, which can be the hardest. A beautiful quote that um, I could not find a, a name, any identity, but it's beautiful. Um, it is, those thoughts will come and go. When you accept it, it tends to harm you much less and treat it like brain noise. It doesn't mean anything. The faster you accept it, the quicker it goes away. 
And I just want to say here, if you're having intrusive thoughts that are interfering with your daily life and, and they make it difficult for you to do what you want to do, such as work, school, family time, etc., any of those things, if that's the amount of distress you're having, you, you probably need to talk to somebody. I would say that's probably a good time to start considering therapy. Maybe listen to this episode. You know, this is not a replacement for therapy. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I am not a licensed therapist. I'm just a student, okay? I can't tell you anything that's going to fix you here. But if you're feeling distressed and, and it's causing you to have trouble with your daily life, you should look into a therapist. You should look into that. And at the very least, reach out to someone you care about. Reach out to a warm line or a hotline or somewhere where you can just talk this out with someone. Also, most of those people are not licensed therapists either, but they're people who do it for a living. You know, I've been there, I've done that, and I know it can be really helpful. And if you're going the therapy route, if that's where you end up, cognitive behavioral therapy may help decrease the frequency of intrusive thoughts. Just a little about cognitive behavioral therapy. Not only does it help with the thoughts, just kind of how it works, but it also helps with the underlying issues that are, that could be causing these thoughts, such as stress, anxiety, or trauma. And I do want to stress that the thoughts may not last forever. They may not. They may come and go, they may get worse, get easier, but they they may not last forever. I don't want anyone to feel so drowned out, so beaten down by their intrusive thoughts and hear that, that they don't just magically go away, um, but they get better. They do get better. I would really suggest trying some, some of these methods. And if that helps, wonderful, great. That's what I did it for. Um, but if it doesn't help, you should probably, you should probably reach out to somebody, talk to somebody. doesn't have to be forever. You know, the lot, the thoughts may not last forever, but also that means the therapy doesn't have to last forever either. If, if that's something you end up choosing to do. So to close out this episode, I wanted to include a really raw and uh, personal story maybe not personal to me, but a real story. I have a friend and I did get his permission to post this just, you know, anonymously. So, so my friend, he was in his early twenties. I was probably around that age too. I'm a couple years difference in us. Anyways, he's in his early twenties and he was the kind of friend that we could just tell each other everything probably like way, way, way too much. Um, but one day we were doing our normal, just going for a drive around town, not really going anywhere and just talking. And we started talking about mental health and the idea of intrusive thoughts came up and I was just kind of laughing about the thoughts I personally have had. Some of them being gruesome, uh, like horrifying, like mutilation type thoughts, you know, pretty much as bad as it gets, but also some really stupid things like wondering what would happen if I threw this ceramic plate at the wall right now, just the whole variety. (laughs) And, and I guess laughing is kind of a, 
dark humor sort of way of dealing with it, but it is a coping skill and I like to laugh at things like that. So there. Then my friend disclosed to me that he also has had intrusive thoughts, but when he was really young, that's when they started. He was, he was younger, elementary school type age, and he would have thoughts about like murdering his loved ones or burning down a house with people inside or like assaulting a friend. And, and at his young age, he thought he was crazy. He thought he needed locked up. Like he would, he would think, oh, I'm, I'm an absolutely insane person, but I love my family and friends. I don't want to leave. Like I can't go. They can't lock me up. So he told no one, never told anyone those thoughts, except his therapist that he was currently seeing. And I do believe that it was fairly close to that time of us sharing this, that he had told his therapist. Um, and so at that time, the only people who knew about those thoughts were his therapist and me. And his therapist explained to him that the thoughts are a bit like his brain playing out his worst fears, anxiety, played a part. And my friend is, was also pretty self-conscious as a teenager, but, but honestly, who wasn't right? Uh, all he wanted to do was just be a good person and be loved. And these thoughts were only making that harder for him. This therapist was wonderful and really did explain to him exactly what he needed to know. And I think this is so empowering. Um, and I hope that this podcast has empowered you, um, given you some knowledge to step up and overcome your own intrusive thoughts. So with that, I will say, just remember, be well, be kind, and may your curiosities for this world never fade. Bye.